This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL versus NL. I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I separate this traitor. Are you a Maoist sir? Let's make debates great again. NL versus NL. Hello and welcome to another episode of NL versus NL where we get two random people from across the world together and then make them debate with each other in a time setting on a very uncomfortable topic or a very controversial topic or a very fun topic today it's going to be uncomfortable though because we are going to talk about reservations the big question today is are reservations desirable now at right at the beginning let me tell you all the four people who are going to be a part of this part podcast are upper caste people and we are going to be sensitive hopefully no we are going to be sensitive about this let me introduce the debaters for today uh, we have chehek hi chehek hi meetad chehek is the editor of campus politic in news laundry so she is she works with news laundry and she is going to speak in favor of reservations and agastya hello agastya hello megan agastya is our subscriber from bombay and he is going to speak against reservations so let us begin first up chehek hi uh, okay so i feel reservations are desirable in a society like india which has historically marginalized certain sections a large uh, section of its community and uh, throughout the ages they have been structurally oppressed and they have been denied places in educational institutions and in government institutions they don't have a voice and representation in the parliament uh, all of this continues throughout the ages and uh, the upper caste continue to dom i wouldn't say upper caste i would rather say the dominant caste uh so they continue uh to uh and i would just like to clarify at the beginning of this debate that uh i would rather that we use dominant caste and the lowered caste instead of lower caste uh so uh all these the lowered caste have been structurally oppressed throughout the years and uh, all the social capital is in the hands of the upper caste and if we still feel that uh, you know reservations are not desirable then i would like to hear what agastya has to say about it okay agastya yeah so i completely acknowledge the you know centuries of discrimination and the fact that a reservation is aimed at um, you know reducing socio economic inequality and you know leveling the playing field but that's not the question here the question is in a way uh, you know our reservations the way to go about it you know our reservations are desirable and i've sort of prepared a small list of issues that i believe both uh, check and i will have to grapple with or uh, to be able to advocate our uh, viewpoints whether it's desirable or not and those are the following you know one uh, for how long you know we've already had reservations for 70 years how much longer do you want to have it for second you know who should get it uh, should it be restricted only to the schedule caste schedule tribes uh, should be extended to the obcs to the economically weaker sections domicile uh, then for what uh, do you only want to keep reservations for education do you want it for jobs uh, for uh, seats in the parliament uh, do you want it for uh, sports teams you know what's what's the extent then uh, what percentage of seats should be reserved should it be 
under 50% as what the Supreme Court has been, uh, you know, strongly recommending and, and putting down in its rulings, or should it be more, 80, 90, 100%? Then, you know, uh, what are Ambedkar's views on all of this? Uh, and also, how prone are reservations uh, to misuse? I think that's also a big factor in deciding the desirability of reservations. Uh, and finally, what are the alternatives? Um, and, uh, you know, are these alternatives, which I believe they are, uh, better uh, in resolving the socioeconomic uh, inequalities uh, than this uh, mantra of reservation? So, uh, you know, if I think if we discuss all of this, we'll get, you know, to our answer uh, and, you know, that reservations are not the way uh, to go about solving the problem. Okay, great. Now on to round two, Chehek. So I'll address these questions point by point. Your uh, first doubt was about how long. I think it should be for as long as uh, this is not structurally eradicated, annihilated, as uh, Ambedkar would say it. And uh, second, that uh, you said that uh, how much of these reservations, 50%, so currently, yeah, it's under 50%, but I would say the rest of the 50%, which is dominated by the upper caste, is still more than what is deserved for all these different sections, SCSTs and OBCs. Uh, if I may just uh, interrupt you there, there's something very fundamental you have to understand. One is, even Ambedkar, who was pro-reservation, said two very interesting things uh, in the Constituent Assembly debate. First is, he said that it should be there for only 10 years. Now, mm -hmm. we've already had it for 70 years. And uh, let's be honest, you can never completely eradicate socioeconomic uh, inequality. So uh, I don't really see, you know, when you say how long, it, it's very vague if you say, you know, as long as it takes. Secondly, he also uh, touched upon the topic of what percentage. He gave the example, he said, if 70% of the seats are reserved and 30% unreserved, isn't that violating the basis, the fundamental basis of equality? And these are Ambedkar's words in the Constituent Assembly debate, not mine. Thus, even he recognized that if 70% of the population is downtrodden, reservations won't be the way to solve it because the majority is downtrodden in that particular area. And that it, it militates against the idea of equality. Uh, yes, so I was coming to that. Uh, so the first thing is that uh, when Ambedkar said that it is for 10 years, so he initially thought that it, 10 years would be enough, but they clearly weren't because uh, these structural in, uh, equalities are so engraved within us and within the system. And also, uh, since reservations were never implemented properly, so this has to go on until we reach what the, uh, the point where Ambedkar would be satisfied with it, right? The point that Ambedkar was aiming for. So uh, that is one. And the second is you said about uh, the amount of reservations. So I would say that when we talk about how uh, people, for ex when we talk about reservations, we are not acknowledging that the upper cars have had a social capital which enabled them to hold these seats. So basically, they have already reserved these amounts of seats for themselves since the very beginning. So reservation is important to, you know, counter that, to say that if you have social capital and you are dominating something, so we also deserve a space there. And the third is you said ki, uh, if uh, uh, the people you want to extend it to, SCSTs, OBCs, the economically backward section, I do not support reservations for economically uh, uh, deprived people because I believe that can only be solved 
through economic policies reservation is not a tool for economically empowering people it's a tool for social justice and uh, there were three other points uh, that you made and i think i am forgetting some of them i'll, I'll tell you uh, one is uh, what are the alternatives you think that the alternatives are better and uh, also how prone reservations are uh, to misuse yeah so reservations are prone to uh, misuse as any other policy uh, in this country but then the point is that for example if democracy does not work in a country so should we say that should we improve the democratic process itself or should we say that no let's just you know uh, try fascist forces or a dictatorial government we just try to make the democracy better because at the end it's it's best option let's not get far ahead of ourselves this is not about dictatorship this is about differences in policy uh, let me give you certain alternatives which i believe really counter uh, the narrative that reservations are this only the only panacea to curing all uh, social evils one alternative and this is from an article that i read on of yogendra yadav where he says let's combine the merit uh, academic merit and social disadvantage uh, and sort of uh, make a rank basis that so what he is advocated is uh, you take a sheet of uh, how many marks you scored on that exam and then you take another index called a social disadvantage index uh, this index will have to measure social disadvantage it will have group components that will include the caste component community component gender component region uh, that you belong to it will have individual uh, components of uh, disadvantage such as uh, your family history generational depth of, depth of literacy Uh, how educated your siblings are and how much economic resources you have uh, and basis all of this you know you combine the two you calculate uh, you know base basis this you calculate the merit and then you give those people you know seats in educational institutions that's just one way uh, then you know there's this concept called education vouchers by which you give poor people education vouchers for their children to learn in private school uh, that's another alternative then there are alternatives of scholarships many dalit leaders in the recent past have advocated because a lot of you know the truly marginalized sections of the society don't really get the benefit of reservation uh, it's the rich uh, you know scs and sps uh, who get it so uh, many dalit activists have advocated uh, what is known as a vulnerability index to be prepared uh, and uh, uh, sort of for your own model of reservations to happen in that manner so then there is you know primary uh, universal primary education uh, there are there are so many ideas that have been bounced off as an alternative to reservation uh, which you know I, i don't see why you should stick to you know thinking that reservations are desirable considering the amount of misuse uh, that has happened uh, also just a few questions uh, you know which i want you to answer in a way one is i'm a privileged person Uh, i get what is known as a domicile reservation 85% of the seats in my college are reserved for people belonging to my state now why should i get that kind of reservation uh, further if you see reservation in our country has been increasing over the years you know in the 90s you had uh, you know obcs added uh, to the reservation basket and uh, the number of communities within obc are increasing uh, day by day now you have the marathas that are going to be included the patidars the jats which were at one point of time very dominant caste uh, and uh, then also this uh, you know big question elephant in the room the creamy layer now in a way the creamy layer is used for obc reservation the supreme court has applied it 
but even there are female lawyers within SCs and SPs. Why shouldn't that doctrine be applied to SCs and SPs? So I think you know if you look at all of this, uh, you'll realize that you know we've really made a big mess of our reservation policy, and reservation policy is uh, prone to this kind of misuse. And no politician, you know, recently you had Prakash Ambedkar giving a speech when he said neither the BJP nor the Congress will have the guts to bell the cat uh, and uh, remove the policy of reservation uh, in certain area. So in, in that sense, I think you must acknowledge uh, so many problems that reservations have created. Okay, so uh, I'll address these questions uh, one by one. First, I, you said that uh, the, vulnerab the vulnerability index so can it quantify social discrimination? Because that is the entire point. Even a rich Dalit would face the same kind of uh, social discrimination. An argument can be made. I still do not support it, but an argument can still be made that they can be, uh, you know, uh, to them, you can, uh, you can try not to give financial compensation, but uh, reservation should remain even for uh, the economically privileged Dalits because they have faced years of uh, social discrimination as well. And uh, second, you said about uh, the domicile categories. It's okay, like you are privileged from that very uh, geographical area, but there are many uh, people who are not. And if you are, you can always apply in the general category. No one is forcing you to, you know, uh, take that quota. Uh, you can always apply in the general category. But for others, I think uh, it's, it's for the most marginalized sections of the society and at the end it ends up working in their favor and uh, about misuse every policy is misused it's about then it should be a question of execution it shouldn't be a question of the policy itself because uh, the policy has uh, tried over the years uh, many sc and sts have actually uh, and you should also acknowledge that class and caste are interrelated. A lot of people uh, who are economically deprived are also from SC uh, and SC sections of the society. And that is also because of historical reasons. So we should not forget that. And uh, at the same time, uh, when you talk about uh, Ambedkar, Ambedkar said that no progress can be made without complete annihilation of caste. And that is why he also advocates marriage between the two castes because only when uh, they are represented in every uh, section of the society, then only can caste be completely annihilated. Without representation, if they are not in the parliament, they can't take decisions for themselves, they can't speak for their own community. So uh, reservations are necessary in jobs, in education, in the parliament. I think the big tragedy here is that we don't acknowledge that the marginalized sections whom you advocate for and whom I advocate for uh, really have not got the benefit of reservation. The bigger tragedy is that uh, the fact that you can't tell me when reservation will end shows that it has not worked for 70 years. Another big tragedy is that uh, we are not ready to try something else. Also. You know, we are so uh, focused that reservation is the only answer to our problem. Uh, at least that's what you're advocating. Uh, that you're not even ready to entertain the possibilities of uh, what I said, uh, you know, for example, the social disadvantage index, uh, universal uh, education, etc. Um, finally, I don't think marriages, uh, intercaste marriages can be included into the debate on reservation uh, unless you're advocating, you know, that there should be reservation on whom you can marry and whom you cannot uh, on a lighter note. But, um, you know, when, you know, we talk about education and jobs, uh, which are the primary focus of reservation and promotions in those jobs. Uh, I think 70 years of experience has taught us 
that uh, it's not working let's scrap this and let's try something else because if it's not working it's not desirable it's not the way to go about and i have you know delved quite a bit on the alternatives and you know again if you want i'll i'll give us you know sneak peek into uh, what yogendra yadav said uh, when he talks about it he says that you take all of these uh, you know group components and individual components of how socially disadvantaged a person will be combine it with his academic score calculate in that sense what his true worth or merit will be in 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 any given professional field and then basis that give him admission uh, i don't see you know what the social disadvantage index does wrong uh, in that sense all the alternatives that i have suggested actually address uh, reducing socio economic inequality whereas i feel reservation is the easy way out it brushes the real problem under the carpet and that's why it's not worked all these years yeah so i did address that and as i initially said that uh, statistics cannot uh, really quantify uh, the social discrimination that these people face throughout the throughout these years even a rich uh, dalit living in an urban household can could have still had a history of uh, discrimination and we see this in universities and colleges where a lot of dalit students commit suicide every year and even in uh, all these the recent news about uh, the dalit atrocities so that continues and the second thing about the misuse so yes uh, it has been misused but when you when you say it hasn't work i i wouldn't i won't agree to that because it has uh, structurally uh, empowered a lot of uh, dalit men and women but uh, the entire point is uh, that it has taken 70 years for us to get there so we should rather address the wrongs with the policy uh, wrongs with the implementation of the policy i think the government should reach far out and encourage these people to come forward and just implement it more rigorously more vigorously uh, rather than scrapping it completely and uh, the second uh, thing i would uh, like to address here is that uh, all these people who are against reservations everyone so we sort of tend to uh, overlook the very fact that uh, these reservations are only for certain very few positions in government's permanent jobs they are not for temporary jobs they are not for the private sector so it's the scope of these reservations is already very limited so i don't see how you know that takes away any opportunity from the upper caste at all or is not allowing other people to come forward and for uh, with regard to the economically uh, underprivileged people i would say that the government should make economic policies uh, not it shouldn't be based on reservation okay uh, concluding remarks i'll let agastya go first yeah so i think the debate on this um, can be summarized as such at least from my perspective uh, that a lot of people who don't deserve reservation in india have got it a lot of people who actually need it uh, have not got it and you know i am using the word need here based on uh, the assumption that reservation is the best way forward but the thing is we've been so fixated on the idea of reservation as being the answer to our problems uh that in these 70 years we have not tried anything else uh, we have tried variations of reservation uh but nothing apart from that and uh while chehek or others uh may oppose economic reservation they may support it uh they may oppose or support domicile reservation they may support reservations uh for obc or they may be against it 
but they are in a way uh, agreeing to some form of reservation and that uh, is extremely problematic because uh, what that has done is it it has created a culture wherein uh, in india as long as you know i'm taking in the obc example many communities have wanted have appealed to the government to list themselves as obc uh, to get reservation to come under the umbrella of reservation uh, when they don't really need it uh, and as long as they have enough political power they have been able to achieve it uh, and in that sense uh, what i kept on harping about the uh, how you know prone to misuse reservation is is you know does make it one of the most undesirable factors on reservation added to that the fact that chehe cannot really tell uh, when reservation should end now that they have been there for 70 years nor can she really put a finger on what percentage of people should uh, of seats should be reserved i mean you have states like tamil nadu where 90% of seats uh, are reserved in some cases so uh, in that sense i i think it's a great tragedy that we are not looking past reservation uh, which you know in all aspects is a failed idea we must scrap it we must move on there are hundreds of alternatives that are there present uh, let's try those and if it turns out in the end that these are better then we might actually solve the problem of you know curing the social uh, socio economic inequality uh, the state the government and the society have a basic commitment to the ends of uh, you know leveling the playing field you know you don't have any basic commitment for particular means to do so so it's not as if uh, you have to be committed to reservations uh, to be committed to uh, curing social injustice and that's why i'm you know i i'm proud to say that uh, i oppose um, the idea of reservations uh, and i think that reservations are extremely undesirable okay chahak yeah uh, so as agasta said that he's uh, proud uh, to have this view so i think that is the entire problem because first all these you and i had having this debate today as an apocast people uh, as apocast people sitting in a new studio but a lot of uh people from that community haven't even had a voice to be able to reach to this position so um reservations are essential in order to uh just right the historical wrongs uh so uh we have been historically oppressing those communities we have had uh, the social capital and we have been sitting uh on their land on their places in their chairs and then we say that we are deserving seats for them uh, but i think like instead the seats have been reserved by the upper caste people for themselves by dominating these groups throughout the ages uh so that is one the second is about all the indexes you have uh, talked about i feel that uh, yes we can try them but they cannot be an alternative to reservation we can they can be simultaneous we can try and work it out how they work on the field but i don't think that first they are going to work in this way that you are going to that you will be able to quantify people on the basis of the social discrimination they have faced the kind of injustices they have faced in life the trauma uh, of living at the margins and uh, so i mean that's definitely uh, questionable and uh, the third uh, you said that i cannot tell uh, the amount of time it would take for these uh, reservations to end because uh, in india the so- these social realities still exist and uh, we have to vigorously 
vigorously impose uh, these policies so that we are able to eradicate the social inequality sooner to and uh, the reservations only uh, give that playing field that you are talking about the equal playing field the playing field so uh, they just so if it's just the difference between um, you know equality and equity so these are uh, some of my points and i would conclude uh, by saying that all these people who have been historically oppressed and repressed so reservations allow them to come to the forefront to come to the mainstream and speak about their issues their voices how they matter and uh, at the same time reservations have also economically empowered them and uh, we should not forget at the end i would reiterate that class and caste is interlinked okay that was that was great guys uh, and to the listeners who are obviously wondering why we didn't have a representation from a dalit person we did try to get one person but uh, the person had to unfortunately drop out so what we are going to do is this is just part 1 of this debate and we are going to try and host a part 2 of this debate later with a proper representation from the uh, as as jahek put it uh, non dominant classes right uh, jahek uh, yeah. lowered classes lower lowered classes yes uh, thank you so much uh, jahek and agastya uh, parikshit do you have anything yes. to add dude like unlike my usual stance of like either udhar dono taraf this is a hard yes for me yeah. Uh, um yeah, reservations so I, yes for reservations yes of course like i found the question a bit odd just when i read the question right hmm. i thought are reservations desirable the question was slightly ambiguous to me hmm. it was we were being very careful with yes. that i mean Haan. it's a sensitive thing yeah so if you ask anybody from the general category reservations aren't desirable okay hmm. so for example when i was in delhi university there were times when everybody one of us has felt ki like yeah we also deserve but like dude like we need to factor in the historical context to this right like right. the years and years of operation that has gone into this we cannot just say ki yaar unko tum 70% mein srcc dila rahe ho humko 90% bhi nahi mil raha hmm exactly so, uh, but one question i had for agastya so what you proposed uh, was like a graded system of welfare sort of right um like yes. not not you but yogendra yadav and other other thinkers have sort of proposed this uh, yes. but but my my question is uh, once you have that grade aren't yeah. you giving advantages which would be actually reservations only so you're not technically opposed to it i had the same question yeah no so it's not that uh, you know it's not that you have taken a mathematical number of seats 50% 40% of the seats are reserved Uh, and you're giving it to one particular section of people. Uh, you're not doing that. What you're doing is you're sort of like what you have in CPSC, for example, these days you have this thing called as continuous evaluation or whatever, wherein your mm. extracurricular activities are taken into account. For example, mm. so similarly, you take into account the disadvantages that certain you know uh, sections of society have, and you take that into account into their marks. So you know you might actually push up your marks based on that uh, if you've got less marks uh, and using that uh, you sort of then create that rank list or mark list um, and you will see that you know the uh, people belonging to scheduled caste scheduled tribe or even obc will not uh, fare badly in that mark list 
you know it's like there are there are so many uh, additions given under the existing system for example um, you have this system of cultural certificate mm. wherein i can increase my marks based on the fact that i have learned classical music or classical dance uh, why can't that be applied uh, in a sort of a social disadvantage sort of wherein i take right. into account social disadvantage But, of a person and yeah, yeah. include that into the marks I I I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from, and I absolutely actually acknowledge your point that nobody really also wants to experiment with reservation policy at all because people are just scared in general of what kind of reaction it would have. Yeah. Um, and politically, it's a very sensitive topic, obviously. Um, yeah. And and also, uh, policymakers are sort of set in stone with their ideas of how reservation should be given, etc. What I think is, um, I'm I'm sort of uh, like I, I'm I'm in favor of reservations, of course. As Parikshit said, uh, and as Chayak also said, the historical wrongs have to be corrected. And um, I I if I may, uh, I don't think we can actually set how many years it would take. Uh, because it's so just rhetoric. yeah, that but rhetoric. it's difficult to quantify, right? Like as Chayek said, you know, like mm. centuries and centuries of oppression cannot be removed in seventy years. If it takes another century to correct, I think that should be also okay. I I genuinely feel that should be okay. What do you think, Chayek? Yeah, and also I feel that it's more about the implementation. And with regard to the yes. social index uh, that you are talking about, I feel that at the end, uh, how will you quantify that as well? Because at one point, so for example, if you have a poor upper caste and say a middle class Dalit, right? So uh, how do you? If, if if they are if they have the same scores, right? So how do you like? What do you say? Which one deserves the seat? So, if you see in the uh, Yogendra Yadav model that I talked about, uh, the income of the family is like, or, or economic resources, uh, is one among many factors, uh, and it's this sort of, um, you know, the idea of an index is that you take multiple factors into account, you grade them, you quantify them, and then you put out your number. So, uh, if in your scenario. If both of them have the same score, then actually the uh, person who belongs to a scheduled caste might get far higher rank. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm coming to. Essentially, what what I think you know the overall. I think the debate is this is where it should end. Um, is that um, like according to me, what we need right now is the current system of reservation is benefiting certain amount of people. uh the quantifiable value again is i i don't think it's we can even calculate it right now because you can't really calculate social wrongs it's it's impossible to do um and and the but then uh, to to side with agastya a little bit i think there should also be policies which would be aimed towards a little experimental reservation which is basically implementation wise some little changes in policies here and there include like already keeping the already existing policies of course but also making sure that they are implemented better yeah, i that's, feel that's what i said yeah 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 as well that it's about the implementation it's not about the policy itself yes yes um so i think that's a great way to end it uh, first agastya can you tell us where people can reach you to give you their give you their comments uh well my uh, twitter would be best i guess yeah uh, you know whether Good or bad uh, comment. Yeah. Um, email is a little too formal and uh, personal. I feel. Right. 
right right tell tell us your twitter it's i've mentioned in my email it's agastya shri a g a s t y a okay s r i 2851 okay uh and chehak where can people reach you uh chehak at newslaundry.com okay wonderful uh thank you so much guys and thank you agastya for subscribing to news laundry and making this possible Uh, and uh, i hope uh, you continue supporting independent media not just us but the entire ecosystem of independent media and i hope uh, listeners if you already haven't subscribed to news laundry please do because once you do we will send you a form and we will uh, and you will get to answer some questions there and we will match make you with someone across the world who is also a subscriber and then you can be a part of these debates uh, we will soon go into round 3 right uh, parikshit yes we are almost out of questions we are almost out of almost but we are uh, going to have a new form up soon which will be sent to our subscribers and then uh, we are going to have some very fun topics which you have suggested which we have in mind and i will see you next week all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel